0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy.
1: Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday morning, 1010. 10 at uh, 7:30, 7 a.m mountain time it's time for an episode of broncos for breakfast i am nick kendall and joined by as always on these morning shows scott kennedy scott good morning to you how was your weekend
2: good morning weekend was solid um fairly fairly relaxed uh the boy sprained his ankle really really badly so he was out watching on the bench watching so no stress from that point of view but uh Lots to talk about. It was a long weekend for the Denver Broncos fans. I know that. It, it started off bad, and then it just kept getting worse. The news coming in was, it's, it just kept piling on. So we're here to help. We're here to help, uh, you know, we're not your football priest, but we can hopefully provide an outlet here for the next hour or so to uh, to vent your frustrations
1: and talk about where do we go from here? Yeah, 100%. It is weird to have us talk so late after the game, because it feels like, you know, we haven't I personally haven't been able to exercise my demons all the way up uh, from this absolutely painful to watch uh, Thursday night game, but uh, we'll get into that and start to you know have a more overall uh, overarching view on this team so far this season. Given you know we are in our quote unquote mini bye week uh, with the Thursday game to, to Monday. I mean, God, what a big actual uh, layover between games and uh, another, another prime time game for the Broncos. Yay! I remember last season we were complaining, oh man, the Broncos are irrelevant. Nobody wants to give them a prime time game anymore. Now it's just like, God, give me the sweet release of death. I can't take the clowning (laughs) anymore Uh, because this team is just embarrassing right now. But uh, maybe they'll turn it around. It's definitely going to be a tough game. But that's uh, not a dynamic uh, Chargers team right now either. Very injured. So we'll get into that probably a little later on. But right now, more overarching and review of the indie game. Uh, we got Diamond Rattler coming in, saying boom. Let's go. Coffee time, mashed potatoes and gravy time. Mashed potatoes and gravy, Scott. How do you feel about mashed potatoes and gravy for breakfast? I, I you put it
2: in front of me, I'll eat it. I I like food. So Yeah. Uh had the pumpkin waffles yesterday for breakfast. Those were Those are mm. those are solid from Trader Joe's. If you haven't done that, I uh, I highly suggest um a little whipped cream. I'm not a big whipped cream guy, but a little whipped cream on top of that just
1: makes it. Mm. I, I'm a maple syrup guy. Pretty much no matter what. I, I adore uh, maple syrup. Give me the fake oh, I mean, stuff. The syrup
2: was a given. Yeah. I mean, okay, waffles <laughs> and syrup. That's a given. So I meant, what else can you, you know, just a little dab on top of that. Yeah. Syrup, pancakes, French
1: toast. Syrup's a given with that. Yeah. A little brown sugar on top for some color. Yeah. No, that sounds really good. I'm getting hungry now. Mm-hmm. Uh, good to see a Diamond Rattler. We got Kevin Gray coming in saying Broncos, morning Broncos country. Nick and Scott, do you guys think that George Payton figured out how important the core is on an offense? Denver Broncos for life. I'm not sure exactly what Kevin means by the core on this question. What do you what do you decipher? Offensive here, Scott? line. Offensive line. I,
2: I think that's what it means. Um, yeah, you'd like to think. Um, I don't know. I I just I don't want to just keep beating a dead horse on this stuff because before the game last week, we spent a lot of time talking about. The lack of resources and attention paid to the offensive line, um, Nick. You got hit on Twitter saying, you know, I think Scout Kennedy is losing his mind regarding the lack of playing at left tackle. I think it said specifically left tackle, which I didn't mention. I think Garrett Bowles has been fine at left tackle, uh, but the right tackle position, yeah, I, I've said that the, the the lack of certainty at the right tackle has been a, a chink in the armor of George Payton since I've been covering this team the last two seasons. Dalton Reisner was a problem last year. Nothing. Lloyd Cushenberry was a problem last year. Nothing. He's gotten worse. Uh, and then Quinn. And then Quinn Miners. Uh, you know was hurt. So you know I'm okay with that one. You, you felt like you had the right guard position, but that's still three positions on your offensive line that you got big question marks going into the season with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, the offensive line specifically is not great uh, right now, unfortunately, and not to be you know totally. Negative Nancy on this, but does it even matter if you have issues at the pass catching spots? Because guys not named Coral Sutton are getting open, but they're just getting missed. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys, uh, for your mental health, maybe don't go back and watch that uh, that Colts game. But uh, Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler open pretty often uh, in this game. Schemed open, good, good by their own merits, getting open, not getting the ball. So hopefully that's something this team can work on uh, this week and uh, start to distribute it a little bit more. But it's a a problem right now. We also got our first uh, super that I can see coming in here, coming in from Addison, 499, saying, I think Hackett is too much of the player's friend and the coach. He needs to control the team and take charge of uh, everything. It's too early for me to say, and I'm not in there, so it'd just be pure hearsay and conjecture on my end uh, to say, you know, he's not taking control of things. But the Broncos, and this is true for businesses beyond football, but you see it a lot in football, too. When you go from the old crotchety defensive guy who's not the player's coach, who, you know, not playing music and nobody likes, well, then we got to, we got to swing really hard the other direction of the pendulum and go for an offensive minded guy who is, Oh, shucks And everybody loves. And a lot of times the, that kind of hardcore back and forth is not the way to go. And you end up missing some, uh, some of the better coaches out there. So um, it's way too early to give up on Hackett. Now I don't want to, go too far into this. It does sound like um, the ownership group is not pleased uh, so far with what's been going on there. And it's not just the scheme it's, you know, game decisions and um, institutional control. Uh, But uh, definitely he needs to do a better job of being the dude. I mean, who's in charge here? Who's calling the shots? I think that's a fair question right now.
2: That's what I was going to ask you, Nick. What so far, what has been the response to any of these questions? It's been to go in and bring in outside help. You know that that's been that's been the response so far. We need a coach for the coaches. I need a game management coach. I need. I need. This like it's like, you know, as Addison is saying, I need to step up and own all of this. You know, mm-hmm. let's you know start start canning some people. Get rid of all the extra noise and just own it. Say, listen, it's my way or the highway. I'm in charge. It's my ass on the line, and the more people I have to bring in and delegate it, the less I'm needed here at all. Yeah. So you know, if I'm gonna go down, by God, I'm gonna go down my way. That that's I'm 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 with Addison on this. It's you know it, it, if if it's not working, you got to change. You've got to change some of the things you're doing. And, and being you know the ultimate player's coach, players don't mind structure and discipline as long as you're fair. Yeah, you know, as long as you're 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 fair about it, they don't mind a hard ass coach as long as you are fair. Uh, but, if, but if they lose respect for you and your decision making, it's over. It, it is absolutely over. It is easier to change a coaching staff than it is than it is to change a fifty three man
1: roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, just adding to that, uh, seeing the early success of Mike McDaniel and Brian Dable over there. You know, they're not as injured as the Broncos, although the <laughs> Dolphins are on their third string quarterback, which you can argue is more impactful than the injuries the Broncos have had. But uh, definitely. Hackett's got to get it together. It's not all his fault, but the a lot of the onus does fall on him. Tom coming in here saying, the reason, th- the f- the reason is fans, I think, are going to ham on this team is there's no hope for the near future. Following season, we have high picks, cap space, and we have had high picks, cap space, and hope for the franchise quarterback. No money, no picks. Yeah, luckily the Broncos, it's just this the upcoming season where you don't have the high draft picks, and after that, you can kind of start to rebuild again. I think they have all of their... 2024 draft capital at their disposal. If they don't, it's some like really late picks. Uh, but the big one is you can change a lot of things, but you're pretty much married to Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. for the next four seasons. I'd have to go through the contract to really get into it. Um, it's this one plus three is really what it is. Yeah, four seasons, unless you know,
2: unless you want to take a 40 million dollar dead cap hit,
1: which is really bad. Yeah, it has to get really bad. We've seen it, yeah. Um, that's frustrating, uh, no doubt, and that definitely leads itself to uh, some. But there issues.
2: is money in free agency. That, yes. That's the
1: one I, I, I will push
2: back on. On Tom it says there's there's no money. There's there's decent money. Mm-hmm. There's there's plenty of money right now. You know, if you look at Spotrac and say estimated cap space for 2023 is 24 million, that's significant. And then okay, let's look at some of the places we can restructure a little bit and clear up some cap space. Justin Simmons is one. Uh, He's got an 18 million cap hit where you could knock that one down. Uh, Garrett Bowles is 18 and eight. So for his cap hit versus dead cap, you could do something there.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: Uh, Graham Glasgow, you will save $11 million on him when you cut him. Cause he's only, he's got a 14 million cap hit with 3 million dead cap. There's 11 million. Ronald Darby is now in deep doo-doo for next season. And you save $10 million on that cap, that cap hit. Yeah. Uh, Josie Jewell is expendable another $5 million on his cap hit. I just went through 35, $40 million. Yeah. You know, there's, there's lots of money available. Um, you know with the restructuring and and the contracts that you could you could remove yourself from so while yes we really do enjoy the draft process which is kind of a bummer yeah. um there is money available but like we said the big problem right now is the big question right now is is your quarterback yeah. we didn't think we were going to be saying that coming into october it's like i've given i've i've hitched my wagon to russell wilson am i going to get
1: russell wilson Yeah. And there are legitimate excuses uh, for his play so far. I mean, he's suffering was the tear in his lat, if I'm not mistaken, which uh, could explain some of the missed throws and the timing and some of the ugly throws doesn't really explain the poor decision-making that we saw on Thursday and, you know, somewhat through the season way more on Thursday than before though. Uh, But again, uh, hopefully it's something they can improve upon and figure it out. I mean, There's a lot of issues right now on offense, but there are things that they can improve upon. Uh, Kenneth Booker coming in here saying, if not Hackett, what coach would you have signed? I mean, hindsight's 2020. I was, before the season even started, I've been a huge fan of Mike McDaniel since, God, when the Broncos brought over Vance Joseph, Uh, I really wanted Mike McDaniel to be the offensive coordinator. That would have been back in 2017, uh, just because I'd heard a lot about him being a run game coordinator and whiz kid now the issue is the 49ers wouldn't let him go because they loved him so much he wasn't allowed to leave until he got that head coaching opportunity in which case you can't block it anymore um so they were fine letting uh rich Gangarello go which i don't even know where rich Gangarello's at anymore he,
2: i think he is the off the offensive
1: coordinator for the kentucky wildcats right now he is i think i couldn't remember if he was there last year and still there or if he moved on but uh yeah, i yes. think i think
2: i remember uh hearing his name when i was watching a little
1: bit of college football yeah so, uh, that's Mike McDaniel would have been my guy. Um, actually <laughs> the other one that would have been made a lot of sense would have been, um, uh, Doug Peterson, you know, get uh, some, obviously skins on the wall. And somebody. This is another thing we're talking about Nathaniel Hackett, and maybe this is partially of, uh, bringing Russell Wilson here, but, and God, I'm going to hear from Russell Wilson's people or something, but Russell Wilson, isn't the caliber of quarterback where he can come in and call the shots uh, in my opinion he gave him the contract like that he's got his own people have offices in the Broncos facility this isn't tom brady this isn't Peyton manning this isn't patrick mahomes this is a very good quarterback who is <clears throat> borderline hall of fame i even hate uh, hate to put him on this but like the e- the eli manning category of quarterback right now maybe i'm disparaged because of how he's been playing but um not good enough where he can come in and be like this is what we're doing this is what i want i think you need a little bit of backbone and coach who knows what they want to do and put him in the best position because Russell Wilson, he wants to come in and be Drew Brees or Tom Brady, you know, let Russ cook 50 pass attempts a game, empty sets. We have data that says that that things get worse when you go to that kind of offense for Russell Wilson. But it seems like, and from what I've heard, that's what he's pushing for and wants to run. You need to have a coach that can say, no, this is what we're doing. This is what you're best at. This is what the data shows to function in this offense
2: now this isn't hindsight because you know we've got a lot of regulars in here but mm-hmm. i was against signing a big extension from the get-go you had two years left of, of contract control what was the rush yeah. if you've got if you've got russell wilson he's about to tie an extra four years to his of his career and you're gonna you're gonna commit a quarter billion dollars to him man be sure it's like, oh well, you could save 20, 30 million dollars. Fine, that's 10% of the overall value of a contract across five five seasons. So what? Mm-hmm. That's that's not much money, relatively speaking. You know what's expensive? Missing. Mm-hmm. Missing is expensive. Divorces are expensive. That's expensive. Yeah. The opportunity lost is expensive. Man, play some, make sure on both sides. And I, again, I said, I just I feel like there was there really shouldn't have been a rush, a big rush on the extension right now. Do you think that deal would get done right now? No, 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 no. hell yep. no, it wouldn't get done right now.
1: Yep. So and I mean, you know,
2: what 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 really did you save if this thing worked out? You know, and he's playing lights out. What what did you save?
1: You know. Yeah, and to be fair, a million lie. on a
2: three hundred million dollar contract. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's pennies.
1: I think you also saved a little bit of question marks uh, going into the season, uh, not paying, you know, having this contract situation looming over the locker room and Russell Wilson's Two pay years though, man. Yeah, I, I know, I know. And uh, committing to him long-term, you know, this is our guy. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, I, I liked it when it happened because they weren't paying record setting money. They weren't resetting the market. And uh, you had some flexibility as far as the, the cap room, if he played well, to manipulate it and move on. But right now, not playing well. It's way too early to write the obituary. We've seen this story time and time again. You know, I already talked about some of these quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, everybody's ready to write him off. Boom, back to back MVPs. Tom Brady, oh, Tom Brady's done. Goes to Tampa Bay, looks incredible. Uh, gosh, there's Peyton Manning neck surgeries. You know, early on, right in the obituary. Now Russell Wilson isn't those guys. I'm not. But this I'm not saying he's done by any stretch of the imagination. plays. I don't think.
2: He's, yeah, I'm not saying he's done. I just don't think, you know, all the guys you mentioned, except for Peyton, they're with their own teams. You know, they had a track mm-hmm. record with their own teams. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers has earned that with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady's different, you know, obviously. But, you know, if, if, if you're signing extensions to the guys that are there and they're comfortable and they're playing under the same coaches, there's there's some continuancy there. Mm-hmm. There was so much new to then just turn around and drop a quarter billion dollars on a on a on a new quarterback. I mean, this this harkens back to the days of when your first number one overall draft pick used to be the most expensive player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's you know, this it's not quite that bad because you know Russell Wilson did have a track record. But there was for me, I, I was preaching patience from the get go on this one.
1: Yeah. On I both wasn't.
2: sides. Yeah. On on both sides.
1: I get Russell Wilson wanted to secure the bag. I don't blame him on that one. But uh we got Tom coming in here. 499 saying the first two picks we drafted were wasted. Lucas would have been our best offensive lineman right now. Corner should have been signing his Darby's hurt every year. I mean, I know Mathis had the one play where it was kind of like an arm punt that uh Alec Pierce came down with, and it should have probably Mathis probably should have gotten the ball. But I think overall Mathis has looked competent out there, and I'm excited to see what him. And Ojemudia uh, can do for the rest of the season. They have an audition uh, for that spot, and both of them are talented young players still. So hopefully they can be healthy and uh, make a difference. You are going to miss Darby, but um, you have some options there at least. Uh, Lucas, I mean Scott and I did the draft simulator a hundred times, and every single time Lucas was there at sixty-four. That wasn't one of the like Drake Jackson or uh, who was in the Josh Pascal out there. One of those pa- pass rushers that we loved. Um, then we were taking Abraham Lucas and oh, uh, I like he's Abraham Lucas every time. <laughs> yeah. I push both back. Teams, sometimes on the both FBI. teams at the time, you know, when
2: we're doing this, we're doing a Falcons one. We're doing a Broncos one. Both teams seemingly needed right tackles. The Falcons right tackle is playing very well this year. And you know, the Broncos right tackle isn't necessarily bad. Um, you know, all things considered, but again, it's a, it's a short term plan to be one day. year deal, yeah. one year deals it's just risky i'm gonna put a quarter million quarter billion dollars into my quarterback and i'm gonna have journeyman right tackles yep that's how how could that go wrong
1: not great um but thank you so much tom for the supers we got some other people coming in us Dave, buenos dias good to see you bama x is in the house too good morning broncos country we got sting guy saying scott national media is calling russell wilson trade the worst in nfl history what do you think
2: it's a long history man I, i i don't know um right now if you if if it continues along this stretch it's horrible Mm -hmm. you know but it's early it's early days uh russell wilson is too good a quarterback to be playing like this for the next five years of his career i'm not convinced i've seen enough physical ability there to know he's not done it's not over for him um but if i pile in the draft picks and the contract if you were on this track yeah it'd be it, it, it's a it's a franchise killing four year move um where you better hit on a draft in the third round on a quarterback that you can come in and and get competency for zero money because you're already paying so much in your quarterback room but there's some there's some bad trades in there help three second round picks for sam darnold to move up two spots was horrendous yeah. um you know, for there, there's been some in the past, Um, you know, can you imagine the, the Herschel Walker deal now for a running back? Remember when running backs used to matter, Um, you know, and Herschel Walker had, you know, he was threadbare. He had probably 900 carries in college and another thousand carries in the USFL. He's coming to, you know, and then, and then they ran him like crazy in Dallas, you know, Herschel Walker is a freak of all freaks, but still, you know uh, the, the the tread on the tire is 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 going down just a little bit um yeah. there's there's been some bad ones there's been some ones that have been extremely one-sided um
1: so we'll see there, this it's too early to too early to tell this one string i appreciate the appreciate the comment yeah we thank you so much string guy we also got uh sunny days coming in sunny days with the eyeballed sun here i think it actually is a puffer fish on that first one i can't really it looks like a pufferfish. so uh God bless you, Sunny Days. I'm enjoying that. Uh, good morning to you. It's always great to see you. A lot of people in the comments here want to say hello to Mandango Dan. Good morning, Broncos country. Uh, let the cast, castigation for breakfast. Why, well, I read a different word there. I'm here for it. Um, good morning to you. Nick D in the house, too. You know what the Broncos are missing, The why they've been so bad so far, Scott? Not enough Jalen Virgil. I'm just teasing Nick D. He's a Jalen Virgil truther here. Uh, Broncos rough offensive start. Most to blame. I'd probably say Russell Wilson. Run game isn't used much, but he's not even hitting simple passes that 95% of the quarterbacks do hit.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24/7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done
1: Russell Wilson is the main culprit so far for the Broncos offensive struggles so far this season now it's been pretty good but the I think the and maybe we're putting a little bit too much weight on how bad this uh, Colts game was before that. He wasn't hor- this level of horrible, um, but this Colts game was bad. How much of the, I guess the question is for me, they're moving the ball before this, uh, before the indie game, the red zone struggles though. Is that Russell Wilson? Is that an offensive line? Is that hack? I mean, we're just, it's everybody. I know that, but where do you play the most blame?
2: I still go offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it, it's it, when you're into the red zone, that's when, that's when you, the, the, the the A weak offensive line will tell in the red zone because yes. everything's tighter, everything's closer, everything happens faster. And if you're getting pushed back and you cannot run the ball, there's no threat of the run, and I can get pressure with three or four guys and drop seven in a coverage, it's hard to score. Yeah. It's it's hard. We've been watching this, Nick. We've, we've been doing this together for two years now, and we went through the Falcons last year, the red zone problems, and watching their – Offensive line just get thrown around like ragdolls and Matt Ryan gets hell for it. I'm like, what is Matt Ryan supposed to do when they're rushing two men and getting to the backfield and they're dropping nine in coverage? Yeah. Uh, cause the, cause the defensive tackles were dropping off and playing a short zone in the red zone. And I got seven DBs and the two ends, this is against the 49ers last year. and the two ends are, are having a, a, a meeting in the backfield and you're rushing two and getting there with nine then if you can't run the ball um you know everything is is from a standstill with you've got no threat of the run on a on an option if I'm going to you know hand it off a read option play and I really don't have a threat of the run from my quarterback position now my running back is is at a standstill he's trying to start in 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 that time that it takes me to get the snap and hand it to a guy whose feet aren't moving the offensive linesman push back three yards so for me the offensive line is still the biggest culprit in the, in the failures of this team of offense so far.
1: Yeah, it's I'd probably put more on the quarterback so far. um, The offensive line is definitely exacerbating those issues, but we said it coming into the season, Russell Wilson probably does need a run game because the quick game uh, for him is not um, never been a strength of his. It's more of the big game or the down the field pass game. And that's even been a problem so far this season, missing guys uh, deep now. Granted, again, the arm injury could be leading to more issues there. But uh, right now, the offensive line is definitely a big one. I mean, just at some point, we're going to need to comb through the data here. But these are quarterback numbers to me, Scott, like third and third down uh, last week against the Colts, two for 15. Now, I know your average yards to go is probably not good, but third down in red zone. Those are quarterback numbers. We already know about the Broncos red zone numbers haven't been good. Uh, we'll have to put those together and kind of really start to peel back that onion. But what's, what's the average across the NFL like on third and eight and longer? It's
2: like 10 percent. So yeah. two for 15 is right yep. in part, right in line with that. Yep. You
1: know, part of that's not winning first down, not winning second down, what we talked about last year. Yep. Uh, Ryan coming in saying, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I personally believe something is going to men- going on mentally for Russell Wilson. he figures it out. Also, we need better offensive line. My goodness. Yeah, it's been a huge issue there. Uh, we had back-to-back uh, supers coming in from Tom. Yep, highly recommend the Kurt Warner video on Russ. Haven't checked that one out yet. Been busy, but uh, it's definitely on the docket. Miguel coming in saying good morning fellas, rough game to be at in terms of football, but my daughter and I had a blast. Well, hell yeah, that's what it's. I mean, that's what it's really about. So glad to hear that you were there able to enjoy it in Broncos country. I wasn't there, but uh, you can put the blame on me. You can say that I was there in spirit and I'm Owen 10 now or whatever it is in games. Um, We appreciate it. We had another super coming in from Tom as well. Uh, Somewhere on here mentioning, there it is. Uh, Scott roughing the passer on Brady. Blown call. Check out our forging the Falcons channel. Uh, we talked about that for a bit today. Yeah,
2: it was a, it was a disgraceful call. Like I said, the, the the NFL world is pissed off at that call because they're afraid it could happen to them. Um, yeah. That was just it, it was just tragic. Yeah. You know, uh, a team fights back down twenty one nothing. Make two stops. There was a holding call on AJ Terrell on third and five on the previous set of downs that extended it. Um, it was, it was disgraceful, just, just mm-hmm. disgraceful because whether you're a Buccaneers fan or a Falcons fan, you're, you sh- we're all football fans. And to see a game, I won't say decided, but ended like that was disgraceful. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. So yeah. that's what I think about that. And let's find Chris, Chris came in orange, uh, coach Chris. There we go. Nick's got him.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love talking about the Broncos, but I wish the content and the conversation was different. Sorry, Coach Chris. Uh, Russ is the least of our worries on this team. So many holes, it's going to be a long season. Still holding out hope. I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit, Chris. Um, I'm not giving up hope on Russell Wilson, but his level of play in comparison to what you gave up for him, the contract you gave him, is uh, not good enough. Now, I've said from the beginning, let's give it eight weeks to see the direction of this team. Uh, But the Broncos' offensive output has been dreadful uh, so far this season. A lot to blame here, but I think Russell Wilson is the – Probably deserves the most blame right now. Now it's not, like I've said, it's not unsalvageable, if that's a word. Uh, but there's things that he's gonna have to improve on. He's just he's missing throws, he's missing timing routes. Uh KJ Hamler, there's a few plays. There was the one play deep where he was running a got a post uh from the slot with I think trips to the left. And um the safety came down and bought a different round. KJ Hamler, I mean, if you toss that one up there. He runs under it, and he's still running today, right now. And then obviously the uh, fourth down overtime where he was wide open on the right doesn't even get a look. So luckily the Broncos have, what, 11 days uh, from that Thursday game to Monday night. Hopefully they can get a little bit healthy. Hopefully they can get some things working because as much as we love uh, Cortland Sutton and what he's doing right now, you got to let these other weapons as well who are getting open uh, a chance to shine uh, because then you know that's when the offense can really start going and you have a synergistic effect on the rest of the unit.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not quite uh, on on board with you on this, Chris, but I get what you're coming from. Where you know, it says Russ is the least of our worries on this team. It's not the number one worry for me. The offensive line, I just went through all that, and and your your head coach slash offensive coordinator to me are bigger problems, bigger question marks right now than your quarterback. Mm-hmm. If your offensive line is playing better, then it, again, it's hard for me to judge how bad is Nathaniel Hackett. You know, well. Now, this this contradicts myself because you just talked about Hamler. You know, if, if he's scheming guys open and Russ is missing them, like Hamler on that last play, w- what's the problem there with the red zone offensive play calling? You know, Hamler's wide open on a pretty easy pitch and catch. But the, 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 the possibility of losing this team and losing the respect in the locker room for the coach is real. Yeah. It's real. You're a first-time guy and you're getting clowned. These are professionals and they will tune out. They've got contracts and they will play out the duration and wait until next year when they've got somebody new coming in. So yeah, yeah, uh, he's very much on a one and done
1: path right now. And the other thing is that it's new ownership and this, that totally changes the, the formula here. I mean, George Payton has somebody else to answer to now and Hackett answers to him. So uh, we'll see. And the big question is, and Orange coming in 199 saying, what happens in the offseason if we go under 500? Definitely a chance that Hackett is uh, elsewhere, but it's not just the 500. That, that is just one point of many factors. You know, Where is the locker room at? Is there positive uh, momentum? Is he the one steering the ship? Do you need more of a leadership in the room, somebody with a little bit more competence. And uh, one thing about the Broncos with the ownership group now is that I don't think they're going to get outbid by anybody <laughs> for a head coach uh, going for, there is no salary cap for the head coach. So if the Broncos identify like, Hey, Sean Payton's available. We want to toss him heck money. Uh, and I'm not sure how that works. Exactly. He might still be under contract with the saints. He is. He's under contract for
2: two more seasons. So you'd have to come to an agreement with the, uh, the new Orleans saints, but here's $10 million in compensation. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be draft money. You know, it doesn't yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to trade him for a draft, but you do would have to compensate the new Orleans saints in some way for Sean Payton and money talks, it would end up going back to like international soccer thing where you deal in cash. You don't deal in, (laughs) in players and and draft you send money. Yep. You you'd send them. So you'd send them an eight figure check if you wanted Sean Payton.
1: Definitely possible, but we'll see. There's, there's a lot of factors right now. Um, I mean, you talk about the fourth down, like he got the okay to go make the decision. It's, you know, who's in charge here. I could just keep coming back to that. Gary Leeds Palmer. Good morning, Nick and Scott. I can't say anything good, so I'm just hoping for better days. Go Broncos. Love Broncos country. Good to see you, Gary. Always great to hear from Gary. Also one of our favorites coming in here, Mark Schrader, saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Uh, Scott and Nick. And uh, Mark, hope you're doing well. I know that it's uh, been a rough road for recovery here, but uh, hopefully every day is a little bit better for you. Um, We also got Bama X saying Chubb is the one to watch pretty closely as the trade deadline nears, especially if Browning continues to shine and wins start to not stack. I agree with you to an extent Bama X. The issue with Chubb being traded is that you need to be able to get more than the compensatory pick for him. And given the fact that he is a one-year contract, he'd have to be like traded. And then the team would need like to guarantee that they're going to get him back. I think uh, I say that, but then you have Von Miller getting a second and third last year. It's just a little different because Von Miller is a different caliber player than Chubb. Chubb is younger. So I think it's more of the long-term perspective with Chubb versus going all in. Uh, with Von Miller, but Chubb's definitely one to watch as far as getting a big return. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were at least listening. Uh, if if the, let's say the Broncos are, what are we still three weeks from the trade deadline? Yeah, we're let's five, say,
2: or five games in. You know, we're we're knocking on the door of
1: a third away through the season already. I think November first is the trade deadline, so you still have three more games uh, after this. One, two, three. Yes. Um, so let's say the Broncos are. What are they right now? Two and three. Let's say they are three and five probably listening there uh to some people picking up the phone big three that you probably get the most return for chubb would be number one followed by draymond jones followed by jerry judy and sorry guys you're looking at rookie contract folks here. like oh trade player x or trade god who's somebody that's uh not on it's usually
2: it's usually this guy sucks he's overpaid and he's always hurt trade him I always get a kick out of that. I'm like, well, you didn't do much of a sales job on that no. one. You've got to trade stuff. You don't want to give up. Yeah. If you want to get a return. You've got to trade things. You don't want to get, you don't want to lose. Yep. Uh,
1: some other ones that could be options here. Is, again, think players on rookie contracts. Those are typically the guys who are moved at that time of year. Maybe you can get a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick for Dalton Reisner. Maybe you can exchange sevens moving on from Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, those are the ones that stand out to me. Guys who are close to the end of their rookie contract, but still on their rookie contracts. Uh, but right now Chubb is playing so good and eric and I have disagreed about this one in the chat a little bit but uh i think Chubb is playing so well that even though you have Browning emerging as a star you're paying Randy Gregory if you tag Chubb this off season that puts you up to a a one for one kind of deal uh where you can either continue to exercise Randy Gregory's contract or you can move on from Gregory after because this deal is essentially a two-year deal and then pay Chubb so I think that you know the edge rushers right now is probably the identity of the defense. Uh, the best part you have going, I'm not looking to move on from Chubb to take away from that strength. When you have the ability to retain him, not worry about the comp pick formula, et cetera, et cetera. Unless somebody's at the deadline, you know, offering you a first round pick, then maybe we can have a conversation, but I don't know if that's happening.
2: Tom coming against his hall of quarterback, hall of fame quarterbacks make the line better and the wide receivers. Yeah. And uh new offensive coordinator, new everything. Um, yeah. There's a lot of new in there. And again, I've, I won't try. I'll try not to keep beating this horse. But we've we've had our questions about the offensive line for a year, yeah, uh, a year. And what changed was the scheme and the coaching, but not the players. And <clears throat> the players haven't improved. Uh, the players have not improved. Yeah. Um, and your you know your wide receivers have have taken a hit. Tim Patrick being out. Um, Noah Fant. What he catch seventy passes last year. You know yeah. that's that's a loss that you haven't replaced, been able to replace. Um, you know, and, uh, we'll, we'll, get to, uh, Jeff, Jeff comes in here. He's got a comment about that as well. Catch up with Jeff in just a moment. Lawrence Rivera coming. He says, what's up? Good morning. I think Russ is going to have his best game this week. Those shots are not nothing nice. The NFL has. So, um, we'll see. We will see. Uh, again, uh, going back to coach Chris's, uh, super, I, I don't think Russell Wilson was your, the biggest problem for this team right now. Um, can he play better? Sure. He can play better. Uh, the offensive line has to play better. And, and that becomes a big question. Nick is how, how is this offensive line going to get better now with your, now you're starting left tackle. We, we said this at the beginning of the year, you and I had this discussion other than your quarterback, who is your most indispensable player on this team? I said, left tackle. I mm-hmm. said Garrett Bowles because he is the most irreplaceable guy. Um, you know, even when he's given up sacks, I don't feel like they've been on bowls. I feel like they've been on coverage sacks where it's been five-step drop, one, two, ball needs to come out. Instead, it's been five-step drop, one, two, hold, shuffle, sack. Those aren't on bowls. Bowls hasn't been playing that badly. Um, But he hasn't been playing at such a level that he's irreplaceable either. Yeah. So, you know, how when 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 the line's been that bad,
1: how much are you really going to miss him now? I I don't know. It's certainly not going to help. I definitely thought he's regressed some this season. Uh, so far, uh, reverting to a little bit of not moving his feet, you know, getting a little bit more grabby. So still, he was your only offensive lineman that had been playing this season that has been playing near an average level. So it's tough. Luckily, Calvin Anderson looks a lot more competent at left tackle. But the, yeah, the unit gets worse. I uh, no doubt. And uh, Jeff coming in saying is Dulcich playing this year? I think he could help. I mean, gosh, you know, typically I keep uh, guarding against, you know, rookie tight ends, especially day two ones relying on them. Typically they take a few years to get going, especially one that has been injured and missed most of the off season to this point. But given you've gotten diddly from the tight end position so far, uh, you probably can get something from this, this season, even if it is, you know, not a huge uh, return on uh, his play this season, but uh, he should be back here pretty soon. I believe they're going to take him. I I think they're going to take him off the short-term IR this week, and we might see him get rotated in uh, sparingly. Uh, this week against the chargers.
2: So um, you, once they return to practice, they have 21 days to make a full-time decision. This is what I have now learned about some of the procedural where he can come back to practice and they have 21 days to either activate him or shell them for the season. So we wouldn't have to be, if you, if we get the report that Dulcich has returned to practice, he doesn't have to be removed from IR just yet. He has 21 days before you either have to 53 him or IRM and he's out for the year. And Jeff, uh, appreciate you coming in with the stars. Um, I, I agree. You know, we're not asking for the finished product out of Dulcich at this point. We're a- asking for another help as a pass catcher. Can he do that? Yeah, Nick. You know, is is he going to be a great inline blocking tight end? One, that's not what he was drafted for. But two, can I get him in there and teach him the route tree and have him become? Uh, you know, the, the bar's been set so low that anything you get out of him will be more than what you're getting. And yes, he is a competent pass-catching threat who mm-hmm. can help a big target. He he can help this team
1: without a doubt in my mind. I mean, maybe that's a touchdown Um, in the uh, the play that was the Andrew Beck one that bounced off his foot uh, back the way. Maybe Dulcich gets a little bit more separation there uh, than Beck, who is probably the second best athlete at the tight end position for the Broncos right now, which is not great. Uh, so we'll see. It's definitely another option there, but is Russell Wilson going to look for them? I mean, you have guys open right now, uh, in this last game and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler that were just straight up being missed. Um, so I don't know, I digress, but let's talk a little bit more offensive line here. Scott, did you ever watch the show? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I did not a little too deprived for you. Okay. Um, well, there's a scene where, uh, two of the characters, they think, uh, going to try to kill them. So they fake their own death and they run a car full speed into a wall And one of them, (laughs) it's a hilarious scene. I mean, it's ridiculous. But that's essentially what it looks like this Broncos game. So uh, Broncos game so far this season, trying to run the football. And I see uh, comments coming in here from somebody saying the Broncos need to run shotgun and the Broncos need to not run it on first down. The shotgun quick pass game for Russell Wilson has been dreadful so far this season. I think when the offenses look the best, you've had the most room for him to see over the offensive line in – deep play action sets uh, when he's been under center getting that depth behind the offensive line versus the shotgun quick, uh, quick pass game. But if the run game is not working and it is as poor as it has been so far this season for the Broncos teams are not going to respect that play action, especially the rushers. And they're going to say, bet, we'll meet you at the quarterback versus, you know, having to play disciplined in our rush lanes uh, against the the running backs and the run, uh, the run game in general. So I think, Russell Wilson is number one for me so far, but after that, it's the offensive line and continue to harp on it, broken record, but the interior offensive line has been freaking horrible so far this season in the run game. Dalton Reisner, I know they... <laughs> I guess I'll just call you out on this one, Scott, uh, but um, some of our shows last year, you'd be like, "I why is Dalton Reisner getting a free pass? I'm watching this game. He's not good. Uh, he's really struggling out there. I don't really understand what this Broncos country is. You know, Why is he not getting any... Uh, blame or critiqued it all. It's time we critiqued Dalton Reisner. I know he had a good rookie season. I know he's the hometown kid, but he's been playing not very good, especially in the run game. Pass game, he's okay. Uh, run game, horrible. Lloyd Cushenberry is worse than last season, and God bless him. I <laughs> I just give him a break. Graham Glasgow can't move at this point. After the injury, he just he just can't move, uh, which is what you need at this offense. The interior offensive line has been horrible. Because of that, you're not getting a lot of respect on the play action because of that you're constantly third and long because of that the deep shots and the moving the chains is not really working for Russell Wilson cuz the play act, it's just it's, a lot of it comes back to the offensive line but specifically the run blocking of the unit which you need to balance what a Russell Wilson offense looks like I think he he does need the run game married to him to be the most effective
2: yeah and it, you know looking at next year you know we talked about you know what are some of the things to look forward to and now uh, there's no money there is money and what's interesting to me is if you do go to spot rack and sort by guard uh dalton Reisner's is on about four million all in based on his tire and not as average salary but of available free agents there's only four guys with an average salary over four million dollars right now you can get good offensive line play for $4 million on the interior line. You can go get some good players. There will be money to do that. My question on this, Nick, is, you know, do we just go in? You know, the the old definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Are you going in? Calvin Anderson, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, Graham Glasgow, Cam Fleming. Is that your starting five in your next game? Or does this get shaken up at all? I mean, another 10 days, Billy Turner was active. Do we see the mysterious Billy Turner somewhere? Tom Compton, Natane Moody, anything? Where, where are some of the guys being brought in for the practice squad to come in and bring in some extra bodies? Who Who's being signed there? There's, You've got to shake this up somewhere, somehow, just to hold people accountable, for God's sakes.
1: Yeah, and uh, sorry, I guess my offensive or my uh, internet's kind of pulling like the offensive line right now and uh, getting me hit and letting me down a tad. But um, no, yeah, you do have to hold some people accountable. I think they just keep waiting, stringing along Quinn Miners to come back uh, before they make the move. And I'm guessing if we don't see Quinn Miners this week, we I have some question marks going uh, going forward. But now you have what is it? The 11 days between the Thursday night to the Monday night game it's time for the offensive line shakeup to happen. If there's a time to implement it, you have this built-in mini bye week, which is a day longer <laughs> than you'd expect. You know, Most of the time, Thursday, it's 10 days. You have a full extra day uh, to get it going. So Billy Turner, what's going on there? Quinn Miners, what's going on there? If there's going to be a shakeup happening, this is when you can implement it uh, right now. So hopefully we see that and it improves. I mean, we're talking about how bad the, uh, the run blocking is right now for the Broncos offensive line. I know that he is a definitely definitely a step back in the pass protection area, but you need to find some sort of identity on the offense. And maybe that is more of the power run game with the play action. Maybe you live with the pass blocking drop back and put Natani Moody in there somewhere because, you know, he can move guys uh, at the point of attack. I, I, I don't know. Um, But the offensive line right now, it does need a shakeup and we what have they have. Lose you know uh, it's like oh well
2: yeah. he's not as good yeah. at pass protection there nobody's good at pass protection right now they're they're getting driven back into the lapier quarterback it's i mean again even just for accountability you know the old phrase sometimes you got to shoot a hostage <laughs> you know somebody somebody needs to be held accountable on that offensive line of yeah. you know hey listen dalton i know you've been doing your best out there but we're going to shake things up this week you know keep your head up could be in next week what whatever something anything yeah god i sound like an idiot i know but you know there's there's options there's there's options on the team you've got you've got to sh- It cannot just you can't just throw the same four guys out there and then calvin anderson at left tackle and expect it to get better you just can't an epic gamer comes in appreciate you coming in green with the super on youtube says don't the broncos have the most dropped passes in the league can't entirely blame blame russell i don't i don't know if they do or not i know they got a bunch and it's coming from all over the place. And no, I, I've said before, today, I've said on this podcast, Russell Wilson isn't the number one problem I've got with this offense. Um, you know, I, I think that as the other things we've talked about from off from offensive line to Nathaniel Hackett, as they improve, you'll see a much better Russell Wilson. But again, your receivers do have to start catching the balls that are hitting them in their hands because it's not just Jerry Judy Dropping
1: passes. Yeah. everybody. Everybody's dropped passes. The tight ends also. I mean, we got to lead the league in tight end drop passes. Uh, but Sutton's dropped a couple. Judy's dropped some. Hamler hasn't had a chance to drop any because he's had, what, like one target on the season. I was going to say, uh, except KJ Hamler. He might be the one that hasn't <laughs> dropped a pass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much, Epic Gamer, for coming in and the support. Uh, we appreciate you. Also, Money More coming in here. The Wow, Money More coming in. I'd blame the injury bug, but we all saw week one injury bug doesn't help. And it's also making it really hard for the Broncos to, you know, build on anything when you just keep having to replace uh, players and figure things out. Uh, Luckily again, 11 days here. Um, But it sucks. I mean, you mentioned Garrett Bowles being one of the guys that you can't lose this year. They're going to miss him, even though his play was not great. Um, Curious to see what happens here. I'm wondering if Garrett Bowles this offseason gets the uh, Graham Glasgow treatment where the cap hit is dropped. The guarantees are raised to keep him for another season uh, type of contract growth here because he, he has not played uh, to his contract, had not played to his contract this season. Now he's injured. Uh, hopefully it's not one of those things where we get so far from what he was this season. That we're like, oh yeah, no, he's, he's great. Now we got to bring him back. It can't be worse. You don't want to pay for, you don't want to overpay still if you have the option to move on. No,
2: he's a, he's on a contract next year that makes him expendable where yep. he's got an 18 million cap hit, which is decent money. You know, he's he's got the number one cap hit for offensive linemen this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be that next year. It'll come down. His cap hit goes from 21 to 18, but his dead cap is at eight. So you got $10 million savings if you decide to move on uh, from – which is, you've got flexibility there. Um, yep. I don't think you would – uh two years left on a deal let's see how he returns back and if you want to extend him and lower your cap it you still have that option but the fact you will have options with garrett poles next year which is a good way to be and and money more you blame the injury bug but we all saw week one i agree and that's what makes it hard to bounce back that's the scary part of this It's like we saw week one we saw some improvements we've seen improvement with the with the you know the the clock management um moving the ball between the 20s pretty well for the most part. Um, but then the injuries, just they they, they just kind of suck the hope right out of you. You know, you start looking at some of the players like, okay, Quinn Miners has been gone most of the season. That hurt. Garrett Bowles now, that hurts. Tim Patrick, um, you know, and Ronald Darby. You know, this that's been the big one for Nick was your depth at corner. Depth at corner scares me. And Ronald Darby's out for the year now. Speaking of one, we may never see in a Denver Broncos uniform again, because his
1: contract makes
2: him expendable next season and he's out for the season.
1: Yep. hundred percent. See Patrick Havner coming in here. Silent one. We appreciate you CPH uh, coming in and supporting us. Yeah. The off the uh, offensive line's a big issue. And the other thing is, and we talked about it and it's one that we harped on as well, especially after Tim Patrick went down is that the receiving options are poor. Now the Broncos, is this fair to say, Scott, do the Broncos have the worst tight end room in football? It can't, it can't be far. <laughs> it's not, I don't know. Everybody else is enough, but it's, it's gotta be close. You just have no options there. And again, I know that a lot of people, you know, we're ta- talking about what's best with Russell Wilson so far this season. Maybe I'm going to need to bother PFF some to get the uh, aggregate data on um, what the EPA and the efficiency metrics are based on personnel shotgun versus non shotgun. But from what I've seen so far this season, I think some of the best looks from Russell Wilson have been the deep uh, play action dropbacks from under center, where then he has mo- even more depth uh, than shotgun. Um, he's further behind the offensive line, has a chance to step up and do something. And teams aren't respecting that right now uh, because the, the run game is and the offensive line has been uh, so inefficient. Uh, but they got to figure something out. Uh, Maurice coming in here saying, "Who's the most to blame for not executing proper due diligence on Russell Wilson, dropping a fourth of a billion on such damaged goods?" I don't know. Did the Broncos get sold a lemon? I mean, I guess that's, I was listening to athletics. Shannon Sharp said something similarly here is, uh, did George Payton, you know, not do the homework, just saw the name, uh, become available and make the move. Was this a panic reaction after not being able to get Aaron Rodgers in here? I don't know. I mean, t- 10 years from now, we might have a ESPN what, 30 for 30 on this and uh, everything that transpired in uh, this era of, and the coming of age of the, the Walmart Broncos.
2: It's, uh, it's George Payton on this one you know, there, there's your answer. Um, now I, I think we can all applaud the move, <clears throat> the trade. Um, it was, you know, you needed a quarterback. You, you spent two first rounders on it again, but then the, then I, I've already said it. I'll say it one more time. Then i will be done with it. You had two years of control. Let's, let's live together a little bit before we get married. Um, and, and to then turn around and drop a quarter billion dollars with all this newness, I think was a mistake. I, uh, I I said I I said I wanted patience. I preach patience on both sides. Russell Wilson. Before you commit the rest of your career to a, a new team and a franchise, be sure about it. You know, two hundred fifty million dollars helps me feel a little bit more sure. About one hundred and seventy guaranteed. I feel pretty good about things now. Yeah. But again, you you're you're tying you're hitching your wagon to an, a relative, uh, not even a, not a relative unknown, but. A lot of unknown when it comes to all of the newness here. Uh, Russell Wilson will last longer than Nathaniel Hackett, though. It's easier It's easier to switch coaches than it is quarterbacks with a big old guaranteed contracts.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's panic time so far this season, unfortunately. And uh, just to get in more of the Russell Wilson here, I have the EPA per play um, metrics here for the Broncos so far this season. The Broncos quarterback. Uh, that is coming out from, uh, let's back up a little bit. You can let, let me know if you see that on your screen there. But yeah, here's uh, Broncos so far this season. Uh, obviously, we can mess with this a little bit, but the completion percentage uh, over expected on the X-axis and the Y-axis EPA per play. Uh, so far this season, Russell Wilson in the dropbacks, uh, full win probability, one of the worst quarterbacks in football. And uh, unfortunately, this also comes to me uh, in this one where i this. It was before the season even started. It was over on the athletic uh, podcast, Robert Mays and Nate Tice saying, Russell Wilson, uh, losing athleticism, losing a little bit of arm talent. He's just Baker Mayfield. And uh, that's unfortunate uh, to hear that. But so far this season, that graphic indicates that's true now. Again, Russell Wilson playing with an injury. The interceptions is a big reason that the EPA dropped a ton on that one last week. Um, Still plenty of time to figure it out this season and get it going uh jerry judy kj hamler they got to get those guys involved uh, but not good uh through five games i think we can say that not ready to write the end of the, the book on this not ready even for the midterm grades but um need to need to pull out some good tests uh going forward on some good pop quizzes uh to get better through uh the rest of the season white horning coming in oh man White, you're gonna trigger me on this one this is a bronco hawkeye comment here i can't i don't know if i can handle it <laughs> I uh, need to pull the mask off Hackett and Russ. Probably discover it's Brian Ferentz and Spencer Petras. I wasn't high high on the season this year due to a lot of new parts. 500 at best, and it's starting to look likely with injuries and poor play. I thought this team. What did I have them at? Nine wins, nine and a half wins, uh, ten or nine overall. And then the injuries started to happen. I always thought it was going to take a little bit of time to get this going, but I didn't expect the Broncos' offense to look this inept uh, so far this season.
2: I mean, you you but, couldn't have predicted. You could not have predicted. Nobody could have predicted. This level of badness, what are, whether you thought Russell Wilson was not the Russell Wilson of old or not, no one predicts this level of, of offensive ineptitude. No one,
1: yeah, it's been rough. Um, and especially when you bring in a new quarterback, you have these weapons that you do enjoy on paper and an offensive minded head coach. Um, it's been an issue. Uh, so yeah, Wyatt, um. No more Hawkeye talking here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start crying. I can't handle it <laughs> after this weekend, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, no. The Broncos' offense has been struggling so far. Scott, you're putting it mostly on the offensive line. Um, we've kind of talked about it from, from the
2: things that we can see. Yes. From the things that we can see, I think the offensive line is your biggest flat tire right now. Yep. The stuff we can't see is you know the the play is is it is it Nathaniel Hackett. And is the offensive coordination of this team, you know, that one, I, you don't know for sure. Um, <clears throat> but for me, <clears throat> I can't blame it all. I, I go, I go offensive line before I go Russell Wilson, for sure.
1: I think Russell is probably number one for me, um, given the, the amp, Uh, how much he can amplify the improvements here. I mean, it comes down to the quarterback for me in the end. The offensive line is worse than Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson's impact and play versus expectation is probably number one for me. And uh, we keep coming back here to Nathaniel Hackett. Unfortunately for Hackett, what's the easiest one to change here? Typically, it's the quarterback, the easiest to change, but you're married to Wilson for the next four years. Offensive line is scheme and a number of players and health as well. Hackett might be the one who is the most likely to be on the hot seat here and moved uh, at the end of the season. If the offensive struggles continued to this level.
2: Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's easy. There, there should be an overhaul of the offensive line. You're going to have money to do that. Um, you know, if, 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 Bowles comes back, I can go Bowles, but then, you know, we went through about 50 or $60 million in available free agent money. Now you've got to resign some of your own guys and you got to fill out some, some players that are coming off of free agents that leave, but you need at least two new interior offensive linemen. At least two, yeah. um, a center and a guard, to come in here and compete. And
1: again, I would try and find a ten million dollar right tackle. Yep, right tackle, interior offensive line. Well, Scott, uh, we're pushing down uh, eight thirty here Mountain Time, so it's time for us to start wrapping it up here. Uh, any final thoughts before we close the book on today's show and uh, start our Mondays?
2: No, I, I'm just kind of hoping that this is the, you know, the back against the wall type of thing. You know, what, what's what's this team made of? Will they rally around their new offensive, uh, you know, their new head coach? Or they've got every excuse in the world to pack it in at this point. Two and three. The whole freaking team's hurt. Guys are dropping like flies. I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to wait for next year. So we'll, we'll find out a lot about the heart of this team and whether or not they're willing to – because this is about the time I said last year that Vic Fangio was a dead man walking. Cause that team quit last year. They quit. There's a lot of the same guys in the locker room. A lot of them. We'll see if they're ready to fight for Nathaniel Hackett or not.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, they got what's until next Monday week from today, seven days uh, to get it right and get on the right track. Uh, final question uh, for you, Scott and Wyatt coming in any thought on Jules injury. I'd be shocked if we see jewel this week on week to week. Uh, when it's typically when it's week to week, you're not going to miss play that next game. So it's a what knee injury, I think not a groin. Um, So we'll see Jules injury injuries, man, it's just good out. Good when he's out there, but it's been too much. Um, But alas, uh, any final thoughts before we get on out of here though, Scott, and is this game against the chargers next week, a must win.
2: If you want to, again, this it's, it, it is a must. It is a must win. It is. Um, yep. You go. Know, what would be dropping to two and four. Um, yeah. And this team, this team would fold up. Um, just you know, final thoughts on this was Mike. Mike came in on Facebook and he's like, you know, the day things could turn around uh, doesn't mean they can't gel and and win ten games. And that's what we're going to find out, Mike. It, it's the injuries that make it so scary. Um, you know, it's not just like okay, the they take some time for this new team to come together. Now you're throwing in new players. It's it's that's that's the hard part, Mike, is it just all of the newness and and now your top players are dropping like flies. You're losing. You know, like I said, it was bad on Thursday and then the news got worse over the weekend, um, you know, not to be just all doom and gloom. But we'll find out a lot about this team, whether they're they're ready to fight or not, uh, if they have it in them to gel and and fight despite the the setbacks. Cause they've got a whole
1: boatload of excuses
2: at the ready. If they, if they
1: want to pack it in big game, man, biggest game of the season so far. And one where if they want to have playoff aspirations at all, um, they have to win it and lit ran man coming in here. A little ran man saying, stop thinking playoffs. Got to think playoffs, man. This is what you traded for this season. And the AFC West isn't this gauntlet uh, that we thought it would be. The chiefs are as good as we had feared, but the, Raiders, I know we lost them, but Broncos could have had that game. Chargers very injured. I mean, this is this is a chance here, and if you win this one, you you are back to three and three. Keep five hundred and maybe get hot there at the end, uh, especially the seven playoff spots. But right now, um, things are things are a little bit rough in Broncos country, and it starts with the offense. So hopefully, we'll get it figured out. Thank you guys for joining us today. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore Pod on Twitter. And at mile high huddle, if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, if you're joining us on YouTube today, or you have a YouTube account, make sure that you uh, subscribe, like, and share over on there. That's the number one place you can follow us for all these uh, Broncos live streams, both morning shows and evening shows. We're here for you at mile high huddle uh, consistent and uh, not we're with you with the ups and downs. so far this season, um, we will see. We won't see you again tonight, but the Huddle Up guys, uh, Chad and Zach will be on tonight. And uh, Scott and I will be with you again tomorrow morning. But until then, you guys have a great one. Make sure you continue to choose passion and com- kindness. Com- compassion and kindness. Come come kindness. Everyone choose some come kindness. Uh, appreciate you guys. Go Broncos.
0: Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.